Starfires. Welcome to Mad Science Films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut. And as ever, I'm joined by my erotic co-host. James Morrissey, one half of the Mad Science Films team. Uh, so guys, remember, if you do like this video, then please hit the like button. If you've been enjoying the Mad Science content, then want to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Facebook if you have any comments or suggestions and leave those in the comment section down below. Let's crack on with the show. Yo, also guys, before we crack on with the show, let me just hold it up, put the brakes on slightly. Please check out our full feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Min... I was doing so well. Little Monster, or click on the link in the show notes below. Also, hey, I'll tell you what, if you want to throw us a little bit of money, it's on UK Amazon Prime um and you can rent it for like 250 or something so hey do that bargain yeah nice do it do it now so <laughs> this week guys we are campaigning for a forgotten masterpiece of a genre cinema to be given the blu-ray treatment this week james m's choice so james right i'm bringing to you mr plum peter uval's dead end city aka <laughs> Uh, fighting warriors. Yeah, um, there you are. Yes. I mean, I, I can see why they've gone with Dead End City, to be honest. Because Yeah, much better title. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the synopsis is, the government's new urban renewal policy results in street gangs fighting for control of the inner cities. Whilst most of the residents flee, one factory owner determines to fight the gangs for his property. Siege movie. Yes, we have it at hands, Jimbo. I was, yeah, this is definitely a first time watch, man. And I was skeptical because I'd never heard of it. Um, and I was like, no, what's this going to be like? I love a switch movie. Um, mm. for me, this was firing on all cylinders apart from one really important aspect but we'll, we'll get to that later um yeah love a siege movie uh baddie was robert zadar who big fan of maniac cop man Motherfucking yeah, yeah. Maniac cop in this house yeah yeah he's a proper thespian isn't he he's he's definitely watched like a lot of oliver reed he has this thing about him doesn't he and do you know what what i loved about it was like with the maniac cop movies he doesn't really get a chance to act he's not like a, yeah. a freddy krueger type slasher he's like you know silent silent or, yeah or, you know, he's, maybe yeah. you get like a close-up of his eyes looking menacing mm -hmm. um yeah this gave him some some work to do and he brought his a-game man i love he's like a style he was like a stylish psychotic leader of the rats gang fucking rats. guy he was really cool yeah he's a rat so brilliant name for a, a gang isn't it yeah no i i really enjoyed it i mean i poor greg cummings not the strongest of lead actors uh, i think this is only his second credit on imdb so he's probably just fresh into the role particularly for a lead role so yeah i've seen um, his, i've seen his first one the um hacko lantern um mm. which is a a cult slasher kind of thing. Don't really mm. recommend it. Not not, yeah. not a great watch to be honest. But um, I, yeah, you know, he it, 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 it didn't scream action hero at all. But I did believe the stoic, um, you know, kind of righteous kind of man wants to defend his property against the evil bad guys. So I did kind of believe that. But as an action hero, perhaps not quite as so. But yeah, yeah maybe maybe I um. This is this is my thing with it, right? 
great setup. I, I love the setup. Yes. The concept is brilliant, you know, like, mm. um, and slight spoilers. I think, I think we've got to go into spoilers a bit because there's like a, a bit of a twist. Um, and I, I don't want to go into the final twist, but like there's a bit of a twist yeah. where basically it's it's gentrification, Jim. You know, they're running these the gangs are running these people out <clears throat> so that you know people can come in and you know like build mm. you know, beautiful skyscrapers and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I love mm. that setup. I love a siege movie, and I think you know, as a filmmaker thing, you know, they had access to a warehouse. Brilliant locations, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made the siege movie there, and I was like, "That's great!" Because visually, there's all sorts of stuff going on. From a practical point of view, it didn't really work because far too often, you know, they kind of barricade themselves in, and then somebody just kind of walks in, and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I, I also love how partway through uh, the lead, um, Greg, he just manages to go out of the siege scenario for a little bit, go for a little wander around the siege, and then come straight back into it again. Yeah. Just kind of against the idea of a siege, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that kind of yeah broke that tension. If you can pop in and out, it's not really a siege. <laughs> exactly, I'd agree with that. I, I mean, I love the twist that comes with that, and I love... Yeah, And again, yeah. I have more questions, like, how do you build skyscrapers in secret? Yes, and so quickly as well, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, again, yeah, I can't, part of me really loved it, and it, you know, it had that obviously that futuristic gang vibe to it. Um, but yeah, but the thing that really lets me down, and this goes back to Greg Cummings here, is the hero characters. I really struggled to give a shit. Like when your baddie is Robert Zadar, um, and the rest of the gang are, are you know like pretty cool, and it's a great setup. You've got to care about the characters inside. Yeah, totally. I, I just think they could have gone in a bit more with the dad because it was the dad who owned the factory. And I think if he was a better actor, I think that might have helped sell it a bit more. Like I said, he, he was kind of believable, but yeah, as the lead He's, guy for the film. Yeah. I mean, Greg Cummings for lots of people, but not Jim, because Jim still hasn't watched this. I think you're intimidated by the fact that there's like 15 series. Greg Cummings is like a great supporting actor. Um, and he's plays one of the main characters' dads in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is- oh, I keep hearing I, about this. Yeah. All the time, Jim, I'm telling you to watch this. Anyway, I know, I know. He, he plays like a jailbird character in that. You know, he's like always constantly in jail. He's like a menacing character. And I think with age, he's kind of grown into that as well. Um, he is brilliant in that, but yeah, as a lead action guy, yeah, up to it. Yeah, the other characters, apart from like basic traits, like female and best friend and blind, yeah, they didn't have any characters at all. Yeah, at all. It felt a bit thrown in, but I kind of like the cliche. I like the when the blind guy is trying to tell him there's someone on the roof when he just guesses shoots him dead and he's like yeah and he has a little smile on his face don't get me love wrong it. i love the ridiculousness of that but what i'm yeah, saying yeah. is it's not even a stereotype like a best friend is not a stereotype woman is not a stereotype blind guy is not a stereotype you know <laughs> i would have loved like a stereotype is two dimensions this is barely one dimension these were just people who you knew weren't going to survive and there was the new newscaster and again like they kind of set up um nancy the the secretary or whatever as the potential lover. yes and you're like, yeah oh, okay, that's 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 going it's going now yeah and i'm fully on board and then no it's there's the newscaster you're going to cop off with her at the end and it's like i don't feel that's in 
it, it almost like it was kind of decided halfway through production. That's what's going to happen, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, I, I see what you say. Yeah, there are definitely some flaws there, and lack of build-up in regards to the characters. Um, I think they were more focused on the overarching story, like because they got right into it, didn't they? They got right in with the killing, the gangs. You know, the woman oh, comes out, hey, got a, yeah. if you've got a light, pff, blast it away. Really going for that. 80s ultra violent action, um, which is great, but like you said, yeah, there they, they, they were some things wanting for the, uh, with the film, and I think, yeah, I think if, if they put some, if they were able to put some time into that, perhaps you would have had a much, much better film on our hands. But uh, it was nearly there, wasn't it? Uh, definitely, like, yeah, yeah, bad stuff and everything like that. I think you know, and again, it could have been could have been sorted at, at the writing stage which is free you know definitely. like you know you can yeah definitely. rewrite your script and improve it and give it character stuff and it doesn't cost you yeah anymore. so yeah that was the bit and some of my recommendations are similar films but where i give a shit about the characters um and it, it's mm. a similar problem that you get and again i suppose it's like a formulaic genre thing it's a similar problem you get with slasher films you know when you don't care about the victim and you're all just about you know the wise cracking your freddy killing people i need i need more than that like you know and and and, and definitely more about the factory itself because it was just like a shell wasn't it who, who really gives a fuck just leave the shell i mean but like yeah. again if you had some like scenes of him in the factory with his dad and, and yeah that. stuff like that and sometimes i mean who knows they might have been there they might have been cut out because you the runtime was only 120 minutes I think. yeah yeah it was no it wasn't it no, was an hour and 20 no what was it, it was, yeah, yeah yeah it was about an hour yeah, and 20 minutes, 18, 18 minutes, minutes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe there were some deleted scenes uh who knows that, that would be nice to see um if that even is yeah. a thing but uh no i enjoyed it i enjoyed what it was it had it didn't come up it came up a little short, but uh, I mean, Rob's a uh, amazing, you know, siege film. A lot, a lot of gun action. They they definitely give us a lot of action with this film. Um, they 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 did try and make it a bit high octane, um, and they they tried to kind of you know knock us off our feet with a bit of a twist at the end. So uh, yeah, that's also a little like I say, all of that. Like, the concept yeah. I fully bought into. I fully bought into. Um, mm. You know, it's within the realms of possibility. There are some later yeah. twists. Which, yeah, we won't touch the later twists, um, which I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you've sold it, and that's what I love about twists. It's it the perfect twist is inevitable, but also still a surprise. Like you know, mm -hmm. it's a surprise, but it's not completely out there. Um, and yes. that, that worked. That totally worked for me. Um, but as I say, yeah, I just needed to give a shit about the characters. And they, I, totally. they didn't put the work in there. They didn't put the... Absolutely. I'm not blaming that on the actors either. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. still do the writing and have bad actors, and I, I'll still care for them. Like, I, I keep going back to a, a zombie film called Zombie Nosh, um, where mm. I won't say the actors are great, but I do give a shit about the characters. Um, yeah. You know, they're in peril, and I care about them. Um, and yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that where it fell down for me, definitely. Totally, totally. All right, there you go. So who's going to put this bad boy out for us? I've gone for uh, Vinegar Syndrome. They got some uh, some low budget films and some uh, violent action films such as LA Wars and 1973's Shot. Got that? Um, that is a cracker. Like, um, do you, right? Do you remember the Beastie Boys video? Um, sabotage where they're just like sabotage. yeah yeah it's it's that yeah it's that. long before that but as a feature film it is like a couple yeah. of guys with a camera 
some bad moustaches and guns. I'll, I'll give you a Lendium. It's brilliant. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 18th Films, because I think it could easily slot in there in the yeah. easy word. Uh, 101 Films, because they got a few cool action films there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Delta Force, Split Second, and Trespass, which is... Uh, Kind of similar, so, yeah. Siege, uh, yeah. Siege movie, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. One. so yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I went with 88 films, right kind of time period, early 90s, yeah. early 90s action movie, you know, B, B movie, C movie kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely, I, I'd go with the 88 films for that one, man. But yeah, some good picks there, dude. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, Jim. So, people have watched Stunance. What are they going to follow it up with to get their? There's a, there's, I was thinking about Siege films, and there's loads. I mean, you go back to like Zulu, uh, classic Michael Caine, um, stuff like that. Then you got like more later stuff like The Purge, very much The Purge kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in, this may seem a bit random as fuck, but Robocop. This felt like it could be a spin off to it in a weird way. Like, so. Yeah, yeah the setting, it's slightly yeah. the future, gentrification. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. it felt it's like it could be a spin off. Yeah, just. Yeah. yeah. Good call, man. So. Actually, and, we're um, going to make that happen. We're going to say that this takes place <laughs> in the same universe as Robocop. This is just like... It feels like he could just turn up, you know. Murphy could be like a distant relative, yeah. Um, anyway, so, and uh, an obvious one for us, I think you might have this on your list as well, is uh, Assault on Precinct 13, because he's just an absolute gem. So there we go, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, agree 100%. It is number one on my list of recommendations because of the reason you give a shit about the characters. You know, yes. um, at the end when you've got the cop and you've uh, and they've got brilliant names which I've completely forgotten. Uh, you've got the cop and you've got the uh, the inmate and they're back to back. One of yeah. them is Bonaparte, isn't it? I think. Um, and you just you give a shit and they they've gone through it and the people who died you you care about. Um, so yeah, Assault on Precinct Thirteen definitely that is for me like the uber tech. Right up there of siege movies another one um from the oh, early 80s i think tenement directed by roberta finlay um and again that's kind of like a precursor almost to like the raid which actually would be another mm. recommendation um but it's basically yeah. a gang uh trying to get into a building and like kill the tenements in the building and the the people go up the floors um and it does that brilliant thing that I love in Assault on Precinct 13 and Halloween, where it's got the date and the time, but it also does, yeah. you know, right alongside, it also says what floor they're on. So it's very much like, almost like that video game logic. Um, brilliant, sleazy film. Check it out. That, that's an awesome one. Another fun one, which I think is more like mid-80s, um, and it's a Charles Band one. So I think it's pre-Full Moon. So Empire. Empire Pictures put out one called Enemy, Enemy Territory, which starring... Ray Parker Jr. That's right. Fucking Mr. Ghostbuster theme tune guy. Um, and who's the other guy? I want to say Jan Michael Vincent. I think it's Jan Michael oh, Vincent. Yeah. The Airwolf. Okay. Might be wrong on that. If, if not, I'll correct it here. Or was it Wingshauser? 80s action guy. Enemy territory. Similar kind of thing. It's like um, a repair guy and a cop uh, trying to get out of a tenement building. Um, and that's brilliant. Um, oh, who's the... Okay, I'm going to flash up there. There's a gang member in there who became quite famous later on, and it's really bugging me. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, similar to how you've kind of recommended RoboCop, that kind of wasteland, American wasteland city. Yeah. Thing. Deadbeat at Dawn by Jim Van Beber. 
love it. It's it's like you know completely ruthless, lawless street. One man yeah. fighting against it. Not really a siege movie necessarily, but it's like gangs and one guy against a gang and getting revenge and stuff. Like yeah. That. So always, if you haven't checked out Deadbeat at Dawn check it out anyway uh but it would make a great double bill uh in the same way that yeah jim's suggestion of robocop would make a, a good double bill for mm. lawless american cities so yeah brilliant okay guys have you seen dead ends <laughs> sorry my, my voice is <laughs> I'm, I'm getting over a cold not covid i'm getting over a cold so <clears> i'm gonna blame it on that have you seen dead end city uh what did you guys think what do you think would make a good double bill with Dead End City? And are there any other forgotten films of uh, genre, genre, masterpieces of film cinema, words in some sort of order, that you think we should check out and campaign for a Blu-ray release? And Jim, what else do you can like and subscribe us on Facebook. You can come stalk us. No, no, God, that's right. You can like and subscribe us on YouTube. You can come stalk us on Facebook. You can leave your comments in the comment section down below. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.